News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, this is really a lovely story. Karja Keimer is a JA club in Cambodia that was formed by two Irish men in 2017 and is going from strength to strength. And I'm delighted to be joined by chairman of the club, Ronan Sheehan, and by uh, the player, uh, Sopan, one of the uh, players in the club at the moment. Uh, Ronan, you're very, very welcome to the programme. As I said, this was founded back in 2017 by you know two Irish lads in Cambodia, but it's not full of expats anymore, is it? Hi, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, you're right. In 2017, it was founded by two Irish lads um, and also actually by uh, a Cork woman as well by the name of Jennifer Ryan. Uh, she would have set up the ladies football side of it. But you're right, it's a very, very different story right now at the minute. We're about 90% Khmer or Cambodian. Um, so the, the Irish are very much in a minority in it and the Cambodians very much in the majority. So how did that come about? Why have so many Cambodian people taken to the game? Well, there's a lot of reasons for it, I'm sure. But like one of, I'd say one of the main ones will be like opportunities that are presented whilst playing with us. You know, um, for a lot of these players, they come from tough backgrounds, or they come from, you know, it's it's not an easy country to to be coming from. It's it's 152 in the GDP ranking per capita. Um, so they come from tough backgrounds. So to get the opportunity to travel outside of Cambodia to Thailand or to Vietnam or to Malaysia or something, that's once in a lifetime. I mean, whatever about Ireland, I mean, getting even as far as the neighboring countries in Southeast Asia is once in a lifetime. I mean, I read a mad statistic once where like 60% of Cambodians only never get to see Angkor Wat in their lifetime. And Angkor Wat is the biggest temple in the world in, in, in Siem Reap, which is up the north of Cambodia. So that's, that's the scale of what you're looking at in terms of of them getting the opportunities to play abroad, you know. They, they don't even get to see one of the great wonders of the world, which is in their own backyard. Um, in Cambodia itself, it sounds like you don't have any problem trying to field a team, but who do you play against? How do you train? How do we train? Well, we train right in the edge. Um, <laughs> so what we do, we, we, <laughs> we, we train in uh, uh, weekly. Uh, so what we have as well in Cambodia is uh, a local AFL club, the the Eagles and the Apsaras, uh, we'll do an awful lot of international rules with them. Um, they'll also play a bit of Gaelic and we'll play a bit of AFL. Uh, we do have countries uh, that come in and visit. For example, Malaysia came last year. Uh, Vietnam were supposed to come last year, but they had to pull out the last minute. But then, of course, we also go abroad. We play in tournaments like the Asian Gaelic Games and the South Asian Gaelic Games. Um, and there's countries from all over Asia that play in, in both those tournaments. I think you could have anything of the 13 different countries or 14 different countries uh, playing in those tournaments over those weekends. So, yeah, we get around and we keep busy. And speaking of those tournaments, I mean, you've had success there. 2019, I know the men won the Asian Gaelic Games and the South Asian Gaelic Games in the junior category. And the women, the women's team has reached the final of the latter tournament. What was that like? I'll tell you, uh, this year, it, it, it happened again this year, where they got to the final of uh, of the 2022, sorry, last year, 2022 Asian Gaelic Games. Um, I swear to God, my mind was blown. I mean, in 2019, it was mainly it was mainly Irish girls that were making up the team, but this year, it was 
literally all Cambodian ladies. The semi-final was beyond an experience that I've ever been able to translate onto a field. I've been involved in a lot of sports all my life, but the feeling when that final whistle blew after they came against all the odds to beat a very, very strong Thailand team, um, words couldn't really put it, uh, we couldn't really put it into words. Even the girls kind of, it, it dawned on the girls as well just how, how big an achievement it was. They were all throwing down ball and crying as well. Um, and it was just massive for a team that was meant to go nowhere in the tournament to get all the ways to the final the final hurdle and almost over it as well was just indescribable. It, what do you put that down to? Is it the real skill and talent of the team or just sheer tenacity and it's passion? It's a mixture of both. Yeah, it's a mixture of both, to be honest. Uh, I can say for that team, like there was a pretty green team. But uh, what they were lacking in skills, they were making up for in heart. I mean, they're twi- they were twice the size of a lot of the Irish girls they were playing against. You know, and the Irish girls are, are a good bit bigger. Um, it didn't phase them. They would just attack and defend in packs and then move the ball as fast as they could um, and just relied on their strengths, which is speed and tenacity, as you mentioned as well. Um, but no little skill involved as well. A lot of these girls play AFL, um, so they those skills are quite interchangeable, you know. Um, so they're getting a bit more refined the more the more and more that they keep at it. Um, I think the sky's the limit for them, really. The trophy will be theirs. And just to be, you know, for people at home who, who won't perhaps be familiar with uh, Cambodia and what it is like to be a woman in Cambodia, it can be difficult to get involved in sport there. There was a time when it was really frowned upon. That's very, very true. Um, and the the woman that I'm sitting next to here, Sapuan, uh, she's a real trailblazer in terms of women's sports. Uh, I've been here for eight and a half years. I remember meeting Sapuan eight and a half years ago, although she might not remember it, when she was playing touch rugby. Um, at the time, Sapuan has just been always involved in, in sports as much as she can. And breaking boundaries in that sense, she would have been playing with the men at that time. There would have been no ladies team, but uh, that's never phased her, not once. And she's she's been on the go ever since. You might put me uh, on the phone too, Sopan, there. I know she's um, sitting beside you to ask her about uh, GAA and what she loves so much uh, about the game. Uh, Sopan, can you hear me all right? Yeah. Yeah, one second, I'll throw her on to you. <laughs> I'll throw her on to you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Lovely to speak to you. Thanks for speaking to us on News Talk here. Um, a trailblazer, uh, your chairman says. What is it about the game that you love? Uh, about Gaelic? Yes. Um, it, it's just like kind of like a bit different like from um, rugby that I used to play. I also like I started playing like AFR as well. So about, but the technique of how to play it, it's a bit different and quite interesting for me as well so and then also the, the guy like they asked me to join to play so I was like yeah why not so when I started to play it just fallen off it I mean like with it it's just amazing to play and how to learn how to play a different sport as well and you're hoping to come to Derry aren't you this summer to play in the GAA World Games and maybe lift the trophy this time is that the aim yes ma'am well, we wish you the very best of luck, uh, Ronan Sheehan, the chairman of Karja Kaimer in Cambodia and one of its star players, uh, Sopan. Lovely to speak to you both. Oh, that's brilliant. I love the way Sopan already refers to as Gaelic. She doesn't call it that. Yeah, I love Gaelic. Uh, brilliant. 
News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.